Jen, you know the person on your conference call who doesn't hit mute when they're multitasking? Oh, yes. Or the coworker who never cleans up after themselves? Well, today we're talking about bad manners at work. Yep. In increasingly casual business environments, it's easy to let your manners get casual, too. But is your behavior getting in the way of your success? Bad manners is what we're talking about today. Dang, bad manners. I know. (laughs) The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Jen Estel. And I'm Karen Steffel. Managing creativity in business? We probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. The Man of War, this is a pretty good drink. It's, okay, so it's a a whiskey drink, and it's really sort of smooth. It's got a hint of citrus in it. And some lemon juice. A little sweet, but not overly sweet. And that's the Contrao that's in there. So it's it's kind of a nice little little bit with um, these beautiful bourbon cherries mm-hmm. in it as a garnish. It's a nice little treat. So it's really good. Yeah. We'll talk about it more in yeah, later. Absolutely. <laughs> Sip on that. Sip on that, folks. So why are we talking about bad manners? Because we've all had to deal with them. Yeah. And... I just want to say right at the top here that I am not going to pretend that I don't have one of these bad manners. Like we all have to be self-aware, right? Sure. So you don't, I'm I'm not preaching from on high. I might do one of these things. I might have an annoying thing I do. I'm pretty sure I have a couple annoying things I do. I know I have annoying things I do. Just apologizing broadly for that. But the catch is we both live in casual, creative environments, and everybody has this perception that, oh, then the rules are gone and you can wear jeans whenever you want and blah, blah, blah. But there's still a line. Right. And the line sometimes is really hard to find. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. So, um, you know, hoodies and jeans are totally fine at my office. And we all have an kind of an unspoken rule that we know if there are meetings or other places to be, we, we, you know, dial it up a bit. Right. Right. So, you know, but there are people that don't get that. And they're, you know, there's even hygiene issues. Not at my office, but... <laughs> but there could be anywhere. Could be. Well, and we had challenges as well, because especially as women, I'm not going to police anyone's clothing choices, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty open to anything that anybody wants to throw at us. But that doesn't mean our clients are. So we have to be very respectful of both allowing our staff to self-express the way they want to, yet not put our clients in a position where they feel awkward or uncomfortable. That's right. So where does that come with regard to manners or unspoken rules? It's a complicated place. Well, and so how do you, when you're a new hire or when you're deepening a client relationship or a new client relationship, how do you know what the norms are when those types of rules aren't written? I mean... Some of the rules are written. Sure. Sure. And you should observe or you should ask. Yeah. The end. The end. Okay. That was glad we covered that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, and it's difficult as a leader or as somebody who's ingrained in the organization to really even be able to articulate the rules because so much of it is unspoken or unwritten and just baked into the process. Yeah. And it's cultural. And it's cultural. Sure. And what's okay in office number one might be entirely different in office number two. So no matter how casual your workplace may be, it doesn't hurt to say, what's the norm here? What are the behaviors? Um, what should I expect to wear on a Friday? What should what should I look out for so that my new coworkers aren't annoyed with me? I think asking those kinds of questions is really respectful and easy. I I think it is respectful. I think it's harder than you think. Probably true. Yeah. So 
let's talk about some superficial bad manners. Okay. Okay. So I remember, um, I don't remember who it was, but somebody in my life had a nail clipper next to them. Like they was, they, they worked in a cubicle farm, but they had a nail clipper next to them. And it was like that person. That's hygiene. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. And so it's that snip, snip. And, sure. and I don't know that person for as often as my friend complained about it, the, that other person must not have had any nails left unless they were also doing their toes and God knows. Right. Um, so, you know, hygiene at work is not great. Well, now, I do keep a toothbrush and toothpaste at the office in case I have to dart somewhere, but I don't brush my teeth in my office. No, there's a difference between going to the restroom to use your toothbrush and using it at the conference table next to a coworker. Ew. <laughs> That's so gross. Which is something we would not do. Right. Um, in the teas, we talked about bad manners and conference calls. You know, people who are, there's so many remote workers now, you never really know where, when you're on virtual calls and things like that, virtual meetings, you never know if somebody's in an office setting or at home until you hear the dog bark, the toilet flush, the kids scream, right. the slider door close. It's like, you know, if you're going to walk around and do dishes. Mute. Mute. Yeah. So, and this is really practical stuff. So if you're not speaking on a conference call, Mute is a very good idea because then the dogs and the flushes and the crashes, no one knows. Right. When you're on a Zoom or some other visual call, do you pause your video while you're not speaking or do you let people stare at you while you're brushing your teeth? Well, I let people stare at me, but I, but I stay focused. Um, I often will, cause I have two screens and my laptop is not my primary screen. So I, I will often say, if you see me looking over here, it's because I'm taking notes so that they don't think that I'm Ignoring. on Facebook. And so I try to stay engaged. I think that, um, that style of meeting is really important as professional communicators. I think being able to see people is a huge cue, like being able to see people's body language is a huge cue. But if you're also working from home and you're on a Zoom, then then maybe think about what your background is. Is it your laundry? Can I see your underpants? <laughs> or is it awkward? Or is it, you know, your your kitchen table or your dining room? Something that looks a little bit more um, predictable. Right. And is lighting decent? Is it going to disrupt what people are looking at when they look at your screen? So on another one here, let me ask you this one. And this is a good one. I don't know the answer. Two coworkers, and one has something that drives them crazy. Food crunching, pen clicking, something that is a fairly normal behavior. Mm-hmm. Does the other coworker have to police his or her behavior because of their neighbor's particular preferences? That's a really great question because, you know, where, where I come from, I... I always want to make sure that an environment's comfortable for everyone. I know we can't please everybody, but I do think that if there's something that really drives you crazy, it ought to be known at least. If In that situation, if you're able to give some space and distance so that I can still do my ticks or my clicks <laughs> and you can you know, not want to hurt me, that's a great thing. Um, I don't know. I think those are situational. I think they're situational too. And they're another, that's like going back to the office wardrobe how do you figure them out? Yeah. Well, okay. So here's another situational one, at least for me, chronic absence or chronic, I'm sorry, chronic tardiness. So there's late and then there's like late, right? right? If you're wandering in just a few minutes after the start time, that's fine. Traffic happens, life happens. But if it's like half an hour late all the time, right? is that a problem? Or do you just assume that people always have, they put in their time and it doesn't matter and you shouldn't say anything? As long as the work is done, doesn't matter, right? 
I mean, our culture at our office is if you're going to be a little bit late, that's no big deal, but ping somebody. Let them know you're running late. Yeah. And because we're an open environment, the problem with late is every person who walks in the door disrupts everyone who's already working. Mm -hmm. And I can say it because I'm often later than I want to be and I walk in with my dog, which is a huge disruption, et cetera. So you have to realize that it's more about what did that just do to the productivity of the office? Mm -hmm. So chronically late means team meetings can't happen till that last person finally walks in the door. Yep. Answers aren't going out to clients in a timely fashion. So there's annoying and then there's inappropriate. Yeah. I, I had a former employee who, who drove like half an hour to get to work every day. Um, he lived rurally and he was never here before 920. And so my habit over time beca became to only schedule things to start at 930. So it, be, it moved from, oh, this is just kind of his jam to this is impacting what we're able to generate revenue because we're, we're dependent upon the, the right. hourly. But also then it was like, well, clients can't come in and see us until then. I couldn't trust that he could actually show up at nine if something needed to happen at nine. And when I approached him about it, it was early in my career and I finally got up the courage and, you know, I, I was managing somebody who was older than me. And he said, well, you don't pay me to be here. My, I don't get paid until nine. So I don't ever want to get here early. Cause my, my thing was, I'd like everybody to be here five or 10 minutes early so that you're actually working by nine. And he said, well, you don't pay me to get here any earlier. And I said, well, I'm paying you to get here late. And so I actually, and he gave me the calculation off the top of his head. If he got there, you know, it's the, in 2080 hours, if he gave me an extra five minutes for each one of those hours, this is how much money he lost. So I went back to my office and I did the calculation for how much we couldn't bill because he was half an hour late every 20 minutes, sure. which is really half an hour till you get settled. Right. Sure. Wow. And I never would have done that calculation had I not been pushed in that way. And so I think the message I take those there, are bad is, manners. That's bad manners. But that's also he'd already made that calculation, and it was intentional. Yeah, and so there's bad manners which you don't intend to overstep, or you don't think you're impacting people. Then there's just being a jerk. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And I think I think, but all those things are still bad manners, right? Sure, it's in the eye of the beholder, right? Right. And you know, there's always those zero tolerance things, you know, and and certainly we're talking about things like, you know fighting or aggression. Sure. There's no room for that. Theft. Right. There's a HR department or a an employee manual for a reason. Yeah. Because there are some things that are just not tolerable. Yeah. 100% inappropriate, absolutely fireable offenses. Any employee, any leader needs to understand what those are and know them very well and adhere to them. The end. Yeah. You, have, you have to state those expectations. As a leader, you have to follow them. Right. As if you have to, you know, you have to not only, you're also an employee. As the leader, you're also an employee of the organization. So you need to fall in line with those expectations and lead by example. That's why those expectations exist. You have to put them down in writing so that there are boundaries. So that there are boundaries. And in some ways, those are the easy ones. Mostly because I would say most people would agree no drugs and fist fighting at the office. Right. That seems fairly easy to yeah. attain. Um, but, but also when they're written down, they're nice and clear. Not hard. Not hard, but it is very hard to include everything because, you know, there are lots of people who um, have bad manners that, you know, you would never think to say, sure. hey, you're TMI person. Right. <laughs> Please don't overshare well, your... 
escapades. Nobody needed to know what happened Friday night in that amount of detail. Yep. Right. And, and I think too, many of us run into, I would have never thought of that. Like I can't, it has been more times than I wish that I've had to say, who does that? Who would choose to do that? Mm-hmm. Whether it's bad behavior or inappropriate communication, something that would never even occur to me to do in the office. Yeah. So of course you're not going to put that in the employee manual because you haven't thought about it. And you also don't want you don't want to be the overlord who has every tiny little rule. Right. That's heavy handed for sure, because we all want to assume the best intent out of people. And we also want to hire people who use logic and reason and who can apply that (laughs) in group situations. It's a small thing to ask. I know. I once um, used to dread Friday morning coffee. And it was at a time where Friday morning coffee was, we would digest every moment of Seinfeld. It was a long time ago, but we had seen Seinfeld the night before and we wanted to go back through it. And that was part of our culture. But I dreaded it also because there was one person who I worked with and I was not the leader at the time. On Thursday nights, he also did poker and porn. Oh. So he had his guy friends over and they would play poker. And not watch Seinfeld. And not watch Seinfeld. Yeah. And then we had to listen to that. And he was a married guy. And the first time he told me, I was like, well, where was your wife? And he was like, well, she either goes out with girlfriends or she just hangs out in the bedroom. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. And it never got, I think just the mention, I think at the time for me, just the mention that that's like, oh, I freely admitted in a group of mixed company that that's what I spent my night. It's just a creeper thing to do. I don't know. Well, and I think that gets, I mean, it is a creeper thing to do. No one wants to know, Yeah. but it gets back to the point of, it doesn't matter what my intention is. It's how people perceive or react to what I've done. Mm -hmm. And so bad manners is when you are not being cognizant of how your behavior is affecting the people who have to share space with you. Yeah. This isn't family. We don't have to love them. <laughs> They're not friends that we chose. Yeah. They're coworkers for whom we have a shared mission, but maybe not always in a share, shared affinity. Yeah. So the boundaries need to be different than they would be with your casual friends. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you hit the nail right on the head when you said you have to be cognizant how your actions impact others because you know you've had the coworker that's the Debbie Downer that just complains about everything. And and that's like, it's almost like working with Pigpen from the Peanuts gang, right? There's just this cloud always. Now, that person knows that, right? Probably. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't know that. Hmm. Maybe that's just their MO. Maybe. Maybe the takeaway for today is that all of us should look at our habits and our behaviors and imagine what they seem like to someone new. Ooh, I love that. Do, do I look overly messy? Am I a big cloud of chaos when I walk in the door? Do I scratch my head to the point where hair is falling out onto the conference table? I know, super gross. <laughs> <laughs> that rings right up there with the yeah. clipped nails, right? Um, but it's just very easy when you're comfortable in an environment yeah. to let your guard down and not self-assess. Yeah. So that's what we're all going to do today is self-assess our bad behaviors. Yeah, because work is work is not the same as like your couch right? Home. Also, don't clip the nails on the couch. Please don't. Please don't. How about honesty for you? I mean, for me, honesty is an absolute. I'm probably honest to a fault. Maybe sure. that's my annoying habit because I'm very direct. But how about honesty when it's kind of a gray area, right? Because sometimes when one is honest, 
in a professional setting, they can be hurtful. Sure. But there's also just dishonesty, sure. uh, overt dishonesty. I know you've had a situation where you've found some dishonesty. Oh, for sure. I mean, there are white lies to keep the peace, such as, no, thank you, I would not like cake today, when what you're thinking is, I hate cherries. I'm not going to eat your stupid cherries, or, or whatever they are. And then there's there's lying and manipulative behavior and dishonesty. And we've dealt with that, and the way we deal with it is let people go. The minute you find out, because if someone is going to be dishonest, intentionally dishonest, they they probably don't have your client or customer's best interests at heart. Certainly not yours. And they don't have yours, and they probably can't be trusted by some of your coworkers either. That's just nothing you want in your environment. Yeah. That is probably the epitome of bad manners there is taking advantage yeah. of your employer or your coworkers. And putting at risk. And I think I think when people are dishonest or they're cheating the system, so to speak, they're really putting at risk the well-being of the organization that you, you know, you've worked tirelessly for 20 plus years to create. Right. And that's, you know, that's the difference between there are the employee manual things, ethics, Mm -hmm. and then there are the not employee manual things. Wash your dishes at the end of the day. Don't leave them for someone else. Yeah. That does not go in the employee manual in most places, I would assume, but it's standard behavior in most offices. Is there a really easy snapshot of how you can always bring your, your A game good manners to work? Ooh, that's a good question. Is it the golden rule? I think the golden rule is a really good one. And I think a self-reflection of the things that drive you crazy. All of us have a list of things that drive us crazy. Sure. Whether it's the pen clicking or mouth noises or listening to your phone call. Yeah. Whatever. We all have a list. And if you ha- if you reflect on your own list, understand the person next to you has a list. And what could you avoid pinging on that list? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think there are things that as employers, we can also do to support, you know, we've already talked about the manual as a set of expectations, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, really just making sure that whether they're handbook expectations or just general rule of play expectations, just making sure that they're known because those are the types of things that we don't necessarily, especially as a small business, we don't take the time to articulate consistently, especially when things are going well, or maybe, maybe as an employer, an issue is in your blind spot. You don't know that it's going on or happening or that trouble's brewing. That's true. And I think as an employer, it really serves you well every year or so to maybe reflect on and audit your culture mm-hmm. and your environment and really observe what makes people comfortable or, or uncomfortable. We all get very busy and it's easy to stop observing And I think as the leader, it's probably important to observe and watch and see where people might feel not at ease or Mm -hmm. worked up somehow so that you can maybe feel when you need to change your office culture or make some shifts or clarify some things. Yeah. Like no nail clipping and no loud phone calls. Yeah. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Well, and I think the other two things is, you know, lead by example, adopt them yourself. If you have expectations for others, you ought to be embodying them yourself. Yeah. Thinking about what you said earlier in terms of just be cognizant of how your actions impact others, you know. Yeah. I don't it think, seems simple, yeah, but then I, why do these things happen? I don't think anyone intentionally sets out to cause dismay and angst 
right? Most right. people don't set out with that intention, except for maybe the fellow who constantly comes in 20 minutes late. Yeah. He might have been a rabble rouser. Yeah. So you don't intend to, but what are the unintended consequences of whatever you're doing with your time? Yeah. And how can you change a few behaviors to make the people around you more comfortable? And maybe they will follow suit. Yeah. And everyone will be more comfortable and everything will be polite and mm -hmm. flowers will bloom and small woodland animals will sing. It will be fantastic. It will be fantastic. So before we complain about our jobs on social media, let's talk one more time about the man of war. Yes. Because there's nothing to complain about there. We've got the Woodford Reserve in this one, which we really enjoy. Mm -hmm. We've used more than one time. And it's got a little bit of sweet vermouth in there and fresh squeezed lemon juice. Pretty good. And Cointreau. Cointreau. That's right. Which gives it that little orangey bit. And it's served with a bit of garnish and you should just definitely check it out. Yeah. And these are no maraschino cherries. These are like really lovely Boozy. soaked cherries. The cherries. cherries. Yeah. So have one of these to build up the courage to talk to your coworker about that really annoying thing they do. What? A, oh, don't chew your ice when you're drinking this, please. Ice is optional. Oh, right. <laughs> I am an ice chewer. I am too. I mean, I know my own bad habits, right? I know that I talk to myself out loud, which drives people crazy. I know that I, I do chew ice if I'm not careful. I have to remember not to do that in front of other people. How about you? <laughs> oh, I laugh really loud and hard. <laughs> And uh, sometimes I'm just, I just show up and stare at people. I'm just awkward. I do a lot of awkward <laughs> things and I'm a goof, which that's maybe right. is welcome sometimes and sometimes not. And above all, this is the one that's above all. Just remember to reply all. <laughs> Except for when you shouldn't. Except for when you shouldn't. There are times where a reply all is just not necessary. I know it's not. And there are times when it's really logical and people clearly forget how. So just some thoughtful email etiquette goes into this lump as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend. Hey, Karen, what's our next topic? Ooh, I'm so curious. Yes, you are. Oh, join us next time. That is exactly what we're talking about. Curiosity. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.